Side Radio with Phil Williams. It's hard to go wrong when you're on the right side. Right Side Radio. Solid, conservative, and just plain right. News Talk, 770 AM, 92.5 FM, WVNN, the News Talk giant of North Alabama. And here's the biggest show on the afternoons across the northern part of our state, this one, Right Side Radio. I'm your host, Phil Williams. Glad to be with you. And like the dude just said, solid, conservative, just plain right. Copper is running the board. Good day to you, Miss Copper. Hello. Happy, happy hump day. <laughs> it is It is hump day. We're halfway there. The week's about half over. Um Hey, listen, we got, a, we got a great show for you today. Got some good guests coming in. Uh, I'm going to kick off my right side way here in just a minute and uh, give you some thoughts on role models. But uh, also at 3 p.m., Lieutenant Governor Will Ainsworth will be on the show with us talking about the Military Stability Commission that he chaired and other aspects of uh, things like special sessions that are potential. And then at 4 o'clock, you've heard me talking about the fact that uh, the state school board is actually considering a resolution that would ban critical race theory uh, across the uh, the state in our K-12 schools. There's some controversy brewing as to whether or not they're really going to do that. Or are they revising the, 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 the actual resolution that was offered to them and trying to make it more of a let's don't discriminate kind of thing? Um, I don't want to see it watered down. But Margaret Clark from the Eagle Forum will be on with us at 4.05 today. Uh, she'll be coming on to talk about things. She's been helping lead the charge on this. Eagle Forum is a great conservative organization that partners oftentimes with the Alabama Policy Institute, where I'm also affiliated. So big doings, folks. we got a show for you. And there's good night. There's so much stuff in the news. I mean, just, just it's, it's like I always say, it's a target-rich environment. And when you've got, uh, when you've got liberals in charge... And liberals spending your money, uh, we conservatives, at the very least, we got plenty to talk about, that's for sure. But i, I got to ask you, though, here's my thoughts for the day. Have you, ever, have you ever stopped to think about folks who, you know, by their own example, they helped you to form your opinions, your actions? I mean, just the way they carried themselves or how they spoke or the opinions they formed? Because, you know, sometimes a role model, they earn their influence with you over an extended period of time, like, you know, when you watch a, a, a child watches their parent over many years. Or a teacher who was there for you for a whole grade level that had an impact. Sometimes a role model's influence, though, is for an instant in time. Nobody you're around long term, but the lesson carries on forever. I mean, I can remember one just real brief example of this. My first job out of college. I'm in a staff meeting. There's seven of us. Supervisor asked us for some feedback on something. I don't even know what the topic was. And I was the young type A guy, you know. I made sure I went on the record right away. Got my feedback out there, just lickety-split. Others kind of, you know, went in turn after that. Nothing was really resonating. You could tell that it wasn't hitting the mark. And then Jimmy, sitting on the far end of the uh, conference table, he's the last guy in line. Just calm as you please. He just up and says his part. And I'll never forget, it was spot on. There was no question about it. He knew that he had the feedback, and he didn't have to be the one to speak first. And that spoke volumes to me. Taught me a lot in that one instance about humility and not rushing into your statements. See, role models, they can teach behavior, they can teach your attitudes, they can shape others' opinions, they can inspire confidence, or they can also, by the way, be negative and promote fear and dissent and defeat. Listen, I, here, here's a classic example of somebody who I don't even know their name, but they impacted me. There's an old saying in the military, you know, are you hardcore? And then there's another old saying, there's a fine line between hardcore and stupid. But, but the reality is, I, I always wanted to be that guy who was willing to go hard-charging, be hardcore, and in 1986, yes, that's right, 1986, I'm 21 years old, and I'm headed to the U.S. Army Airborne School, going to be a paratrooper. I was full of vinegar, 
I was young. I was in good shape. And I had somebody, though, who told me on the way there, hey, man, whatever you do, don't let them send you to the gig pit. The gig pit? That sounds scary. Oh, yeah, man, the gig pit. You don't want to go there. See, here's the deal. Every single day for the first two of the three weeks you're at airborne school, you go through a, or at least you did back in the day, you go through a full-on inspection. You got you in the ranks. You, 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 you spread out in the ranks formation, the, the black hats, what they called them, the, rank, the airborne instructors. They called them black hats because they were extremely intimidating, highly spit-shined uh, jump boots. They got their, their super sharp, uh, starched and creased uh, fatigue pants, got a T-shirt with their name right in the middle of it. They got a black hat on with their airborne wings in the middle of it. And the black hats would come down the line and inspect you. They would start at the top. They'd check your hair. They'd check your shaving. They'd check your clothes. They'd get all the way on the bottom, check your boots. Every day at 0530, we stood in formation, spit shine boots and all, and Sergeant Airborne would come down the line, the black hats, and check you out. And you had to be told real quickly whether you passed or not. And they'd move to the next guy. Well, there's a guy in formation behind me because there's this thing called the gig pit because we were going next to what was called PT or physical training except there was special PT at the gig pit for anybody who got gigged on the inspection. Well, this dude behind me in formation was a Marine, going to be a force recon Marine, which if you know something, knows that that's, that's like trying to get out there and be the, uh, the guy who is on the special operations side of, of Marine Corps. Every day, he would yell and request permission to go to the gig pit voluntarily. I thought he was crazy, but it was also funny, and it was also kind of inspiring, and I started to wonder Am I even hardcore enough? And then the day happened. My perfect record was shattered. I was about four days in. Sergeant Airborne comes down the line, checks me out. He goes, gig pit, move out. I thought, oh, no. And I, I'm not clear, Sergeant. And he goes, you got to stand closer to your razor in the morning. Get out of here, gig pit. So I moved out at a full airborne shuffle, scared to death. And I got to the gig pit. And I mean, I sweated harder. I worked harder. And it wasn't near as bad. In fact, I was big into working out. It was like... That was good. What, what, what was the deal with being scared of this? Why did the one guy warn me? But the guy behind me has been volunteering for this every day. I can do this. And every day thereafter, I volunteered for the gig pit and went on my own. Now, the Marine, by the way, just a funny story here, they wouldn't let him go. They knew he really wanted to. He was every morning, so gig pit, and they'd say, denied. And then the very last day, the very last formation, he came with his spit shine jump boots, and he had taken white out. And he painted the words gig pit across the toes of his boots. And they just looked at him and smiled. First time I'd seen a black hat smile. Said, move out, Lieutenant. Art, Marine Corps, Chesty Polar. And he ran off and did the gig pit. All I'm saying here, I'm telling you this story. Don't you see what I'm saying? I'm telling you these stories because without the example of those two men, Jimmy, with the humble way he provided the feedback, the feedback, and then some nameless Marine who I don't even remember, I would have been in a different mode without their example, without their modeling for me. It's equally possible, though, to be a negative role model. Someone who, by their example, models a life, a behavior, an attitude that leads to negative outcomes for those who emulate it. I remember one time on the Senate floor when I was a state senator, we had some, I don't remember what the bill was, some, some very uh, controversial bill was up, and I had a guy who had been there longer than me walk up to me and go, hey, man, hey, listen, this is going to be a tough vote. You might not want to be on the record. might want to take a walk. And I looked at him, I said, I didn't come down here to take walks. You see, by then, I'd had enough modeling in my life to where I knew doing the hard thing is still the right thing. But I had this guy telling me, and no telling who else he told, might want to take a walk. Well, you cannot divest yourself of it, all right? 
No amount of excuses, no claims. I'm not the one you should follow because it's evident. Charles Barkley in 1993, basketball player from Auburn University, went on to play for the Phoenix Suns. He, 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 he famously declared, I am not a role model. Well, yes, yes, he was. By virtue of his own public persona, he was a role model, whether, whether he wanted to be or not. Now, case in point, here's the reason why I'm saying all this. Negative role modeling is so evident right now, especially with regards to COVID restrictions. It's amazing to me to watch leaders who demand of us a certain behavior and demand an attitude of acceptance, but they don't follow it themselves. Just last weekend, President Obama party with 700 guests, 700 guests, until he got caught and then he had to scale it down. Well, he scaled it down. Yeah, after he knowingly went into the planning phase to have 700 guests there. Give me a break. He knew. Lori Lightfoot, mayor of Chicago, big party, no mask on. She knew. Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez got caught this past weekend, I believe it was. Photo op with people on the steps of the Capitol. No mask on. Until it was time for the official photo op, quickly the mask went on, got her picture made. As soon as the official photo was over, she took it off, like she forgets that everybody has a camera on their phone. Gavin Newsom, what more do I say? Gavin Newsom, governor of Chicago, or, uh, excuse me, of uh, California. Gavin Newsom, most restrictive governor in the union right now, sitting out at a dinner with a bunch of fat cats who were supporting his campaigns, no mask on. People in California can't even go to their grandmother's funeral but he can wine and dine with no mask on. Andrew Cuomo got himself an Emmy. Diatribes daily on his press conferences, draconian policies. We got people dying in nursing homes because of his policies. Meanwhile, we find out also his brother at CNN is helping cover for him and, and, and make sure that the coverage is what he needs. He knew. He knew exactly what he was doing. And here's the absolute worst the one that gets my goat the most right now. And I don't usually just go out there and pick on them. And by the way, if you think for a second, I don't pray for my leadership, I do. President Biden, as hard as it is sometimes to, to name him as someone I need to pray for, I recognize I need to pray for the person in authority. I'm a full believer in, you, you, you know, you, you salute the rank, not the man. But nonetheless, President Biden is the absolute worst role model when it comes to COVID restrictions. Remember the campaign? Trump got sick. He got treated. And he got right back out in front of people saying, we can do this. We can beat this. I just did. And I'm in my 70s. And it was inspiring. Biden, what do you do? Hide in his basement. Multiple masks on. Won't come out. Has little gatherings. People sit in circles. Life is scary. Stays in his basement. Leading in fear. And now, now he's in charge. And reports are out today, just today, by the way, fresh off the press, that he's considering a national mandate to order masks in all schools. Meanwhile, he allows a southern border to sit open with COVID cases streaming in unabated. Unabated. U.S. citizens are being treated third rate by President Biden with regards to his COVID restrictions, while he will not even acknowledge the disparity of his own border policies allowing COVID cases in by the scores. So, folks, what I'm saying is this. Do as I say and not as I do, that's still role modeling. It's negative, but it's role modeling nonetheless. Don't let them fool you. Stand. Let them know you see them clearly. And be a role model yourself for good, for liberty, for an America that we know is still out there. We need that more than ever. We need people who are willing to say in their own sphere of influence, not on my watch. And that's a wrap for The Right Side Way. 
Well, folks, there's uh, there's so much in the news right now. And I gave you some tidbits right there, just some classic examples of people that are telling you what to do and won't do it themselves. And whether they want to believe it or not, that is role modeling. It is not right. All right, folks, it's 2.20, Right Side Radio, News Talk 770 AM, 92.5 FM, WVNN. We'll be right back after this.